welcome to risk round as blockchain technology brings us the potential to democratize decentralize design and define trust in the digital interconnectivity and infrastructure to build digital systems communicating with the technology becomes essential that brings us to a question is it possible to communicate with the technology in a human language it seems there are some initiatives emerging that could make it possible to communicate with the blockchain technology to discuss one such initiative further i'm delighted to welcome arnold burgus msc to risk roundup arnold is the co-founder and the member of the board at dutch blockchain association and blockchain knowledge foundation and he's based in netherlands welcome arnold we are honored to have you on risk roundup thank you thank you for the welcome wonderful honor so if irrespective of whether we are looking for blockchain development uh, or you know we are trying to uh, define a smart contract or want to do a transaction using a smart contract we need to depend on a language what is the current state of blockchain languages and do they suffice for the needs of the blockchain community yes um language of course we we know many languages to program machines over many decades and uh, uh, still there is a lot to improve when people use technology they always um, uh, skip the user interface and in this case it's it's probably language to talk to machines without error and misunderstanding because that is what we want so we use between humans of course language to transfer knowledge and trust it's humans most powerful tool but when it comes to computers and systems and machine we do not have such a powerful language we all know when we use the remote control of a television or something like that it's it's many buttons but it doesn't really work the television itself it's a beautiful piece of technology but the interface is quite lousy to say so well we try to inform uh, to improve uh, this language using a translation function so there are many ways to do all kind of computer languages and translation machines uh, we all know for example google translate but we also know that google translate is not always correct sometimes there is a mistake in there. yes i hear you on that i mean uh, there there needs to be a human interface and we need a way to communicate with the technology so do we have a technology like that because since yeah. the blockchain if we yeah. see blockchain is right only so once you know everything is written on a blockchain and if there is an error we cannot change it so exactly. how do we, how do we you know change that or how do we create a this research, yes this research this was always there uh, especially for example in europe because we have many languages in europe so there were always people who wanted to translate for example french poetry into german poetry or into english using only mathematics and of course we know that's not that easy but if you do the instructions for a machine or a blockchain then it is easy because like talking to a blockchain is something like talking to a dog it's a very reduced instruction set 
And then it's possible to make a function. You must imagine such a function this way. When I give you these two languages, for example, French and English, and I give you of these languages, everything you need, the dictionary, the grammar book, the ontology, the semantics, and all these elements. And I ask you to make a function in between. A mathematical function that the translation is always correct. Well, if it comes to complete natural languages, it's not possible, but for the blockchain, this reduced instruction set to transfer trust based on compliance issues, then it's possible. So we proved that. And basically, the background is that in, in the Netherlands, there was more research of, for example, the language Python is from the Netherlands. It's also a very readable language. And it's also very favorite, favorite because it's, it's very powerful. So we narrowed that language and uh, we, we made it more readable because, yes, you must read it. Otherwise, you cannot verify what you want to write down. And sure. exactly what you told, it's right only. So how to get rid of the errors? Sure. So what you have developed is based on Python? Is that what you are telling? It, it's the same kind of, of research. We are academic spin-off. And it's a similar kind of, of, of research that was done at, uh, at the universities in Netherlands. There were a lot of more. This research was going on for many, many years and many, many decades, also in the rest of Northwest of Europe, as far as I know. But everyone thought it was an academic exercise. Yes. It, it was, what does it make sense to translate poetry, French poetry, into German poetry? You must be a little bit nuts to, 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 to do that. You must be very systematic and analytic to do it. And, and, uh, but it became very useful because now we have this blockchain and we need such a precise translation function. So how, how would it work? I mean, there are so many blockchain uh, projects going on that there is also a cryptocurrency market that is so popular, you know, everywhere. So how would this, uh, something like this work? How would it's it- It's just it... an add-on on your, uh, on, on your, uh, uh, on an editor and it generates just the output code, for example, solidity. So you write down your language in our language, and I will I could show you this language. Then you say, oh, that's, that is the language I can read also when you are not a programmer. And on the output side, there is this uh, language we cannot read, but we, it's something like Java or in this case, Solidity. But you don't need to read it. Of course, you can give it to the experts and they can tell you that it's correct code. And you can also, of course, let mathematicians check our compiler and, tell, and they will tell that the compiler is, 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 is complete, it works, it translates correct. So that this formula is something like 100 pages and you can, we, you can send it to, for example, a, a Dutch notary. We have these kind of digital notaries. You also have them in Switzerland and they keep it secret, but they tell you the function works. You can also sit with me in front of the computer and insert a lot of code. And then at the end, when you change it a little bit, the different code comes out. So let, let, let's talk about this. There is a blockchain uh, functional and there was an error in the smart contract. So how would your language 
go ahead and fix that and how would it make how would we make sure that it, it it is auditable and that you know the it has not done any other you know changes in the code uh, but you know just ch changing the error that was in there how do we make make sure of all those functionalities yes um the process we have is a one-way process we cannot translate any code into our language we have this higher uh, natural language and it translates into code and that code is error free because it's based on a translation function if you just have some programming code we cannot digest the the the, the, the natural language out of that that's Im Im impossible uh, it, always when you have for example two uh, coders and, and two programmers and you ask them to check each other's codes then uh, normally they uh, have a hard time and, and probably they start all over and then say look this is my code and it's, it's a little bit better than your code so probably your code is wrong um this is probably the way they work yes I, so I it's a one it's a one-way process but uh another issue that that you point is that our language has a mechanism inside the language layer to change the code. Because when we had the compiler, we saw we were generating many versions. It's very easy. You have this input code, change a few things, and then you have a different output. And it took a long time, something like even two years, to figure out how this mechanism works. Because uh, the, again, the blockchain is write-only, so we need to have a mechanism to change and adapt this write-only blockchain. The blockchain itself doesn't provide this mechanism, so it should be somewhere else. So mm -hmm. we put this inside our language layer. There we have this, this change mechanism. So when you say inside the language layer, does it... Is it something similar to the intelligence layer that we are putting on blockchains like AI? Would it work similarly? Um, it is certainly a layer. It's not that kind of layer. It just generates a lot of code. This whole uh, language forces you to program in a structured way. And it injects the mechanism to change. Just like, for example, it injects... Uh, uh, mechanisms for uh, for respecting privacy, like claim-based access control and self-sovereign identity. If you want to write an address or, or a personal data to a blockchain, we don't want that, of course. It should be a kind of a hash. So uh, we are also working to, to enhance that, but we understand that the language itself, that interface, should take care of issues like a mechanism for change, a mechanism for privacy. Um, also, we have mechanisms that go around the errors inside yeah. Ethereum, because Ethereum just has known errors. So our compiler should not make those errors. It programs around it. So we just don't use these functions in... Uh, in in, uh, in solidity because it's just buggy basically the whole language is is, is platform agnostic yes so yes. well we generate solidity so you can also 
uh, execute it on, on Hashcraft, Hedera, or, or some, some other Solidity-based uh, blockchain, like, for example, a Quorum. It's, it's, it's a really better documented, uh, but it's a private blockchain, of course. Yes, yeah, no, I hear you. I think there are tremendous benefits. I can see that. What stage are you in the development of this language? Well, that's that's now, now, now you got me. The function is really working, but it's also language, it's never finished. Yes. So, we seek strategic partners to uh to to better integrate with such a platform of of, of gp morgan and of of, of uh, like quorum or do more uh on the front end on the back end um make specific functions that you just can call for certain sectors when you do some kind of financial um, uh, investment function in in uh, then, then you would like to have the exact terminology, domain-specific uh, issues, and then you can express yourself better. Sure, sure. No, I mean, that's a lot. The same, the same yeah. for the health sector. It, it demands uh, uh, their, their, own, uh, their, own, their own thing. So we, we seek strategic partners to, uh, to, to develop those industry-specific languages. Yes, no, it's, it's a long process. I hear you and uh, it, it would be a good idea to have those strategic partnerships. So, you know, it, a yeah. lot of uh, different testing can be done in many different ways. But I was thinking, you know, because this is a language that is being developed separately and it can help correct the errors on blockchain, it can also yeah. probably uh, be used for identifying when the algorithms of any, you know, AI-based algorithm is uh, you know not functioning uh, as it should be or as it you know tries to uh, do something else than you know what it was designed for so do you think your language can also work with artificial intelligence yeah, sure. sure they are like yin and yang they are totally they're totally connected they belong to that i i wrote an, a post on, on on the concept of of caged autonomy because artificial intelligence is also really great but um, the problem with artificial intelligence that is that uh, you're never sure. It's it's uh, uh, it it could make an error. It could be unreliable. So we suggest to make a cage of compliance rules around the artificial intelligence-based machine. So it's like caging a dog. The dog is really a good animal, but sometimes, sometimes it bites. That's why we put it in a cage or we put it on a leash. So um, everything that could behave in a way that uh, that has some exceptions, you you better cage. And blockchain is really good at that. So, for example, a self-driving car, oh, maybe it always just do its job uh okay but even when it goes wrong once in 10 in, in 10 years we don't accept it nowadays in our society that uh planes come down self-driving cars do something wrong so i suggest to have uh this kind of uh, grid of blockchain rules completely separate from this artificial intelligence around 
the the machine and it's fairly simple it's just a lot of work you have to write it down yes which uh, is really great you could make a, a, a transport language that's really easily um defines all these rules that are related to transport and traffic because look then you have you have to express yourself really well yes. <laughs> how, how how it works huh? Sure. Now, is it going to be one-way communication or two-way? Like, you know, you if there is an error in blockchain, uh, you can use this interface, this language that you have developed, and you can correct it. But what if there is something, you know, like let's say for autonomous, you know, weapons or, you know, smart cars or uh, even, you know, cyber weapons, would there be a way that, you know, this language will notify humans that an attack is coming your way? Exactly, because... Blockchain is the perfect transparent uh, um, uh, 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 command language, instruction language that can handle this huge amount of complexity. Because when it really comes to you, uh, for example, warfare, it's all about preparation. All these drones and everything is moving, and by definition, they want to create a kind of chaos. And how to process that? And of course, there must be several layers of reaction in there, and there must be a feedback loop. Otherwise, you cannot not react. And uh, basically, they are triggers. And of course, there is a, you, you are free to build all these levels of Yes, and and to intervene with, with with humans, and of course, when something go wrong, the, probably the first message is give him a call, involve the humans. Yes, yes. So you see broad applications of of this language that it can be used in cyber warfare. It can be used in basically uh, yes, because we talk about blockchain, but we talk, I talk most of the time about a language to talk to systems a system is one time a blockchain system and most is the one of the most favorite but it's just as well to robots just as well to um to to organization but because an organization is just a system it's made out of rules the whole legal system is just a system yes and, and we need to have a digital language to talk to digital legal systems. Yes. So we are digitalizing our world and we need to have a digital way to express ourselves towards these machines. Just as we had a language between humans, we need to have it towards machines, systems, robots, artificial intelligence, and basically it's all the same. And of course you have we call it blockchain language because that's now now the hype. But um, I, yes. I, I figured it out. I was talking last week with a supplier of, uh, of of IoT, and and basically we want to use the language for these these uh, these these industrial components, sensor based component, because as a sensor language, it was far more easier than 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 blockchain and. Um, then you could basically talk, let customs talk to containers. Yes. And 
and yeah. transport and they just they just only want to have these papers and they want to measure something like the temperature it was fairly simple but they still needed to have a language because otherwise you have to connect something and you get this uh, this 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 weird code out of it that normal people from the customs do not do not read sure sure so i mean it seems from what you're telling me that it has broad implications and the name that you have given natural blockchain language is probably misleading because it's it can be applied more than you know in blockchain you know it can be applied in many other technologies for in, uh, yes yes look we we uh we, we bring this this broader paradigm where we say look we have to talk to systems and machines in a natural way because our society is, is developing. We are so enormously dependent on, on all this technology. We need to find a way to communicate in a proper manner without error and misunderstanding, with mechanisms to correct it, to respect, of course, a human and a human privacy. And uh, um, it was a little bit un un underestimated over uh, over all these this time. We never did invest a lot of money in computer languages because a few decades ago, when when you bought such a big IBM machine as big as a house, you got twenty programmers for free. So. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the other way around. Right? Now you buy a programmer for this amount, and 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 uh, he brings his laptop for nothing. But still, he needs to have uh, an efficient way to uh, to uh, to program the the machine. And it's not only efficient, especially error-free. And this pops out with the blockchain because it's right only. But we also have that with the heartbleed error from Intel. So that was also a write-only environment. You program a chip and a uh, circuit, and then you cannot remove the error. So it, it happens more often. Yes. In a society itself also. Our whole society, once we made our, our governments and our democracy, and we praised that into heaven. But of course, these were just systems we made one century ago, and, and they never changed. Yes. So there also we need a mechanism for change. And I believe that blockchain combined with our change mechanism could give governments a new way to write down the rules in a digital way, including an easy way to adapt and change. So uh, we bring a lot of mechanisms. It's a complete portfolio of, of new thinking based on, on language and change. and. Um, Yes, I see oh, that. Yeah. I see that. Do you do you uh, do you know if anybody else is developing any language that could do there that? There are some groups around the world that also like to do it. There is a group based on uh, the language called Haskell, and uh, most academics try to translate Haskell into natural language, but then it's it's that's a very machine-like language, and then the gap is. Is, is, is too big between the natural language and this machine language. So I think they, and they say themselves that they need another decade. So it's, that is really an academic exercise. We took this more Python pragmatic approach. And of course, we are not that precise as the Haskell language because that's beautiful, precise. And, but we do not always need that precision. 
they they the 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 banking industry and, and uh, uh, especially they 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 push towards this this uh, Haskell way of, of programming because they want to program the financial markets and that is all about milliseconds and uh, and great precision but if you uh, do something like e-health or shipping a container around the world you don't need all that precision and you can very well work with our language I mean, precision would be good, but uh, not in all circumstances. So maybe, you know, as uh, you develop this language further, you may be able to incorporate that. But what other, I mean, ha in how many industries have you tested? For how many different uh, projects you have tested this language? And uh, well, We have done a dozen of, of projects and we just have as output code and you can just check that code and i can send you such code and it can send you the input code you say oh that's beautiful code that that's uh and, and if you test it longer say, okay that's error free and um uh yes it's not that we work in specific industries that much because we solve Compliance and certification in issues, digital values across all industries. So we are there from the military till the till, till the government itself. I think I, my question should have been how many technologies you have tested with more than industries because that's what you know, we have to be focused on, like whether we can. Uh, control or whether we can communicate in an effective manner with autonomous you know, systems or if we can you know effectively communicate with uh, gene editing tools and you know uh, blockchain and all these different uh, technologies that are emerging so uh, uh, that always we are never finished i know for example that is something very interesting if you you link it to to this biotechnology we haven't done anything there for example but it, it would it would be great so it works really simple. If if we have a partner who, who who feels a fit with this and they want to do it, we like to share our code because we believe in in the near future, something like two years or three years from now, it will be open source. We don't do it at this moment. It doesn't make sense to 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 share our code because then Google rewraps it and they put it on their server. But if you use it from Google, you always have to click this button that you agree that they have your intellectual property. And we all know what happened with our intellectual property last decade. If we do it now, we don't lose our privacy, but basically our business procedures. Because mm -hmm. the data is out there and they can optimize that. They basically have a live x-ray picture of your business and see there is the profit to make this is even the procedure so that would be a disaster it, it's a it's about digital sovereignty so mm -hmm. we believe that language is something of of the people so we like to integrate within society and uh for example i was on malta and in malta they have now the third and the fourth blockchain law and that recognizes our language and, and uh, they have two articles. The first is that they, they say that we recognize natural blockchain language based on pure mathematics. And they also tell that the court should recognize pure logic. That sounds very logic, 
but it's really revolutionary because in the past, if you go with pure logic to a court, pure mathematics, the, the judge just kicks you out and say, look, I don't understand this logic, but uh, it, it is really important that the, the courts start to accept talking to machines. Yes, that is a big development. It's basically the story of Aristotle, uh, yeah. the, the, the philosopher that, that basically uh, was, he, he, he wrote down everything about logic you have to know. But people really didn't like him and it, it cost him his life that he was talking logic to everyone all the time. And it was very annoying for people. And um, But we have to rethink that because we have now all these computers and we can now talk to machines. We can now talk to each other using a lot of mathematics that we only have to check once. And that makes that we can build a lot more advanced and complex uh, systems, uh, legal systems uh, and, and interfaces, of course. Yes, yes. So this and is and this is it could happen this year already in Malta, and uh, because it's now uh, it's now draft legislation, and uh, that would be really great because Malta is part of Europe of the European Union, and then all European courts must accept that. That's a little bit our trick, oh, and then uh, and then of course everyone starts to think, and of course now already everyone starts to think all over the world. Does courts, do courts have to accept logic? Do they have to accept it? Do they have, do we need to have a mechanism that judges could read machine code or programmers code that, that would be readable, that they could verify? Yes. So they have nothing to object against it as long as they can read it, then they can verify it. So that's yes. our main stance. Huh? That way say, we say we make readable code for, for accountants and lawyers that they can read because otherwise what you cannot read, you cannot verify. Yes. Yes, no, that is a good development. And uh, I was just thinking that uh, recently I wrote uh, uh, my vision about uh, how, how can we develop collective intelligence using uh, humans and machines and matter and the you know, mother nature. If we are... Oh, I love to, yeah. You should read that paper. It's on our website, Risk Group LLC. Oh, I will do and I will comment because it's exactly uh, like Aristotle. It was all about knowledge and knowledge society or how to transfer knowledge and trust using mathematics. It was his life and we can now take him, we can rethink that. And, and basically we believe it's, 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 it's doable. It is doable. That's also why, why I believe language cannot not, not be owned and need to be transferred. So yeah. we really seek strategic partners to, to share the code and, uh, and, and stay ahead together because yeah. it's language and we must own our own language to talk to these machines. If we give it away to someone else and then, then you really lose your your sovereignty and also your power. You can also not trans talk all day to someone else using a translator. Yeah. It, it works a little bit, but not... Uh, not yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's a still a lot that needs to be figured out. So what? where do you see the problems? What problems you feel that you need to overcome 
for this language to be used universally and uh, for the benefit no, of no, basically we need uh, now at this moment we need to get this 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 group up speed and that is not going that fast so of course we could could uh, basically make it open source and but i believe it will be directly killed and taken offline by by uh, by the by the large industrials they already do now basically everyone working in the field is working already for google and, and they're totally silent about this but uh, they are uh, very hard working to 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 get a kind of, of a mathematical translation function. And many other groups are also there, but no one still has it uh, working. They are not always that pragmatic, but it will happen. And then, um, well, well, we also like to stay ahead, of course, because we believe it's, it's, uh, it's, it's for the, from yeah. and, and for, for people. And, uh, I hear you. I hear. You. I think. I think it. At the end, it people will recognize it, and also even when Google would put it online, and uh, then directly everyone start to rethink uh, what's happening because then you know that you lose your procedures because people read these agreements, uh, but then then years are lost. So we suggest. To, uh, to to companies and uh, to have this kind of technology in-house. Did you just have your own compiler? And then, it, then you can um, control your own procedures. You can do it all yourself. And the same for governments and uh, and uh, li like, we, like we offer to Malta. Yes. So what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners? Well, I hope you are very enthusiastic about uh, about this language layer on top of blockchain. I also hope that that uh, you see it as a solution. We see that making blockchains is not that easy. We see the whole round of of ICOs are going down, and and there are not many uh, blockchains uh, really working. So something is wrong now. Well. Uh, it, it's like building a car. A car is really great, but it's not an engine on four wheels. We also need a gearbox. We even need screen wipers. And uh, we need all this kind of technology that you add to it. So we come with, with language and we, uh, we like to have enthusiastic people. And uh, we are totally open. We are a foundation and uh, we like to stay ahead. Yes. And, uh, and uh, we like to do that together. So if you can... Uh, can, uh, can keep a secret for a year or one or two, then, uh, then we like to share our code and together invest in that and, and make, for example, an, 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 an version for your country, like on Malta, or for your industry. And, um, um, and that's basically uh, the, the model we have. Yes, absolutely. No, that is a good uh, uh, work that you all are doing. So thank you so much, Anwar, for participating in this yeah. round of today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on natural block blockchain language and its uh, potential applications. And I'm sure our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the information you shared on the benefits of natural uh, blockchain language and its applications. So even if a single individual or entity is able to benefit from the discussion we had today, this risk round of dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that.
Oh, thank you, thank you. I will read your paper and come back to it. Okay. So Risk Roundup, a global initiative launched by Risk Group, is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies, technology convergence and transformation happening across cyberspace, geospace and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security and peace, they walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if we build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risks together. For more information on the Risk Roundups, to watch the Risk Roundup webcast or listen to the Risk Roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayshree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.